1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul the Shrink, who expands your life. I'm in studio today with a good friend of mine. His name is Dino Pinder. Say hello, Dino. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad to have you with me here today.
2: I'm glad to be uh, nervous,
1: but cool nonetheless. Well, out in the hall earlier, I said, it's good to see you. And I said, it's better to be seen than viewed. (laughs) And that's that's just an example of kind of what you're in for here today. Dino Pinder is someone that I've known now for, I don't know, six months or so. Something like that.
3: Yeah, Again, might, maybe might a little the... more.
1: It was about, around Christmas time last year, I think, that right,
3: right, that, that, that I so.
1: first got to know you. Dino is from a place called Spanish Wells. And Spanish Wells is in a place that we affectionately refer to as the Bahamas. Is that right? You know, that's it. Oh, T- will you tell us a little bit about your homeland and and uh, just kind of who you are and where you're from?
2: Uh, boy, I don't know where to start. Um, yeah, from the Bahamas down home, been a fisherman my whole life, a diver, and we moved up here uh, a year, April past. Me and my, all, all my family, and the reason why we moved is because you know down home, you the only way to make a living is from the sea, and it's a good mm-hmm. living, mm-hmm. but it just, you know, it, I want to try and offer more for my children and give them a, a choice. Down home, if if we'd have stayed down home, there'd have ch- nine out of ten chances my two boys would have been right behind me, foot to foot, fighting the sharks and chasing crawfish.
1: And- <laughs> <laughs> chasing crawfish. Now you call them crawfish down in the Bahamas. Right. But around here we call them lobster. Yeah, well see mean that's that sophisticated too. So we say <laughs> crawfish. <laughs> well you're you're chasing crawfish all around these beautiful turquoise waters down there in the Bahamas. But that was about the only way to make a living. On our island. On your yeah.
2: island. Yeah, without doubt. Our island's only two miles long, half a mile wide, and I'd say ninety percent all income, that's what it comes from, from the sea. Mm-hmm. And so if if the fishermen don't bring it home, then, uh, you know, he can't buy groceries, so the grocery men don't make no money, and they can't build houses,
1: so the construction mm-hmm. don't make no money, so it's one big circle. That's the whole basis of the economy yep, yep. down there Without in Spanish doubt. Wells. Now, I don't know a lot about the Bahamas. I'm not sure how much some of our listeners know about the Bahamas, but it's a, a whole <clears> series <throat> of islands, and it's, uh, it's not too far from Florida. No. Tell us a little bit about yeah. the geography of the place um, that you come from.
2: Well, since, <laughs> it's so funny. Since I've been up here, I tell people I'm, I'm from the Bahamas. They say, yeah, I've been down there before, and I know they don't have a clue what they're talking about. And I say, yeah, like, well, oh, I've been to Jamaica. I've been to St. Martin. I'm like, that ain't the Bombers. Right. Where, the, where all the cruise ships <laughs> yeah, stop. Uh, we're between Cuba and Florida. Mm-hmm. Right? And the, the closest island is, like, 50 miles just east
1: of uh, Miami okay and it runs all the way down almost to cuba so not too far off of the florida coast no and uh the place that most people would be familiar with in the bahamas is probably nassau yeah and that's that's one of the tourist areas where the big cruise ships will stop right right and uh and so that's kind of the picture people have in their minds but the place that you're from is not a tourist area no no we we're about 50 miles north of nassau and we have
2: tourists that come to the island but pretty much uh, it's all like um people who've got their own homes and they'll come down just cool out for a while and Uh or people come to our islands those who come in just to chill out you know it ain't no nightlife it ain't no no bar rooms it ain't no theaters ain't no disco it's Mm. like you come to do nothing or go swimming or go fishing go
1: sparing swimming and fishing that's and I, good uh, stuff. As I've talked to you, I think religion is a very important thing in oh, your as well. There's churches there but not nightclubs.
2: <clears> no. Um yeah, I that's probably a good sign. That's to, you know? that's a that's <laughs> a pretty good thing. And thank God the, the Obama still, you know, is considered a Christian nation and they still have prayer in schools and the government still opens mm-hmm. up in prayer, it's still in the courthouses. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a big part of the the culture.
1: Well, and I think as we have our discussion here today, some of the listeners will will become more familiar with you. You are certainly a man of faith. Definitely. But one of the things that has really impressed me about you, Dino, is your positive attitude. Yeah, well, Hey, you only got one life to live on, on this earth, so I say make the most of it. That's live, right. Live every day like it's the last one. People who know Dino Pinder are always thrilled to have an interaction with him. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I'd go that but far. This is <laughs> true, Dino, you know, because I know a lot of these people, and they look forward to seeing you. You carry with you an energy that is positive and helps people to really take a better perspective on their life. There's a, there's a song that came out, oh, I, I don't know how many years ago, about Don't Worry, Be oh, yeah. Happy. Roger. You remember that oh, one, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And this is the kind of an attitude that you spread around to people. Well, you and I were talking about this a couple of months ago. And I said, Dino, you got to start writing these things down. you got to start sharing this with the world, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what and you so did. you started a blog, too. Tell, tell our listeners about your blog. Uh, well, cheaper, you all leave
2: everybody else's blog sites alone and then just cruise on over to mine. <laughs> no. Um, it's, yeah, since I've, I've been up here in, in Salt Lake, man, it's just so many people so caught up in, in the humdrum of life. And they're so down on it and they're so con- consumed with, with whatever's going on. The, mm-hmm. with whatever um, negative they got going on. And it, it just blows me away that they don't like, I pass people from day to day walking in the street, their heads down, they don't even talk. You know, they mm-hmm. don't want people mm-hmm. forgot how to say good morning or hello or hey, what's mm-hmm. happening? They
1: just, sh- Is this a cultural line. difference that you've noticed? Because it's different Without in the Bahamas. Done. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, it's, on our island, you get tired of waving. I mean, I, <laughs> you, you driving, your hands going up all day long. I mean, every soul you pass, You'll, you'll pass the same old dude sitting in his porch if you ride around the island 30 times, you got alien every time you pass by. Hey, hey, and you, get, uh-huh. you almost get tired of alien.:
1: And you know everybody on the island. Yeah, pretty oh, much
2: that's, yeah, that's good and bad, but <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, oh yeah.
1: That's right, But this friendliness, this cheerfulness is an aspect of, of your culture that you've kind of missed coming over oh. here, and you're trying to share that a little bit more with some of the people For that you're...
2: sure. Um, and people who's who's met me since I've been working up with break we be on a 24th floor building and I know some of them just get tired of being in the elevator cuz <laughs> if I walk in the elevator everybody just shot in miles money and say a word and I, you know I'm gotta start talking so if they're on the ride all the way up well, <laughs> they, uh-huh. they forced to the talk Because man, it, the most important things in in what I see is people and mm-hmm. we we put more priority on on things and in our cars and you'll get a scratch on your car and you're ready to shoot the person who scratched your car and that's that's garbage man that's just things they go come mm-hmm. and go it's relationships and it's people what what matters so mm-hmm. if to bring a smile on somebody's face money can't buy that mm-hmm. it just that's they don't get no better
1: how hard is it to make people smile
2: well it depends on how quick you can throw your clothes off that will put a good <laughs> smile <on. laughs>
1: <laughs> now I'm not sure we want to be promoting that, you know. Yeah, but, uh, hey. but you know what I mean. It doesn't take a lot of effort, no. But it does take some effort. And yeah, it's just
2: you just got to be yourself, man. And just people think I think people are always expecting they they've been numbed so from what I've seen. Society is just numb from advertising. They are just numb from you know the. Um, free phones, free this free that but it's always a catch to it and so people get numb from they just forgot if you go back 40 years ago that were not the case Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I mean I I think prosperity with with prosperity comes a whole dark cloud of just badness I've seen Mm -hmm. it on on my island just in in my lifetime and I think that's why without doubt I'm convinced of it that's why God allows catastrophes to happen storms to come in your life because when you get to the point when money's coming in, you're flowing, you're living on the mountain. Guess what? God's the last thing you think mm. about. But when you're in the, in the valley and he knocks you down flat on your back, then you, you're looking up. Then you're praying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've seen from ir- hurricanes passing through down home, and the day before the storm comes, you know, neighbors ain't speaking to each other. But the day after the storm and the house destroyed, everybody's on
1: the same plane. You and I were talking about the hurricanes just couple of days ago and you commented about this and it's kind of stuck in my mind you know that that this adversity that we face in life that it has a purpose to it oh, and yeah. you see people pull together and realize what's really important that's right
2: better believe it and that yes sir. i mean with like i i've heard my daddy say in it in this day there were no people hiring to build houses everybody pulled together and helped each other out because that was that was the way things went but mm-hmm. today, if somebody's got a flat tire, if you stop to help them out, you stick your hand out. You 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 want to pay out for it, and that that just ought not be. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, everybody needs to help each other out as as best you can because what I help you out with today, I'm gonna probably need you tomorrow.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And oh yeah, but I I've, I've seen it. The more money people start making, the more they forget what what's true, and mm-hmm. said. But that ain't the case in, with everybody. I mean, without no. doubt. But that, I sure. I've seen it. And back in the day, when, like in my grandparents' age, everybody was just one big family. Mm-hmm. And now, today, you've got brother against sister, and daughter against mother, and son against father, and...
1: And it does seem that be. people are getting confused about what the true value is. Definitely. If it's in things, then you sacrifice people to get the things.
2: That's it. And I don't know what could take place tomorrow, but I've always told... My wife, I say, as long as I can put food on the table, I don't want to work because if you need this is how I look at it now this this is just me. I believe like from when our children came along that I don't want my children to love nobody in this earth more than they love their mama, but mm-hmm. if she ain't home, if some uh nanny's taking care of them, who they're gonna love the most they' gonna mm-hmm. love the nanny that's that's who they see the most so when you both when you gotta work fifteen, eighteen hours a day, both spouses you got too many things. Mm-hmm. Better to live in a cottage
1: or in a tent. And sometimes people are doing that in order to have more things. Yep. I Is often, that what you're noticing?
2: That's, that's what I see. I, I often say people buy things. People borrow money they don't have to buy things they, they don't need to impress people
1: they don't like. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me see if I followed that. People borrow money they don't have to buy things that they don't need to impress people that they don't that's, like. That's the bottom line. <laughs> and that they don't even know. Exactly,
2: I see, man. <laughs> that's true. That cracks <laughs> me up.
1: Anyhow, that's life. Well, that's another example of Dino's dime. That's a, yeah. That's right a, there. That's a two
2: cents worth right there.
1: You talked a little bit, uh, and I think you did a blog post about this too, about cell phone islands. Oh, Lord, yeah, that's a sore spot. Can you talk about that a little bit? Man. Actually, we're going to break here in just a few seconds. Hey, well, See, if once, you,
2: you, once you get me started, I ain't going to be able to shut up. See, that's a problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be thinking about cell phone islands because I want to tell people about that as we come back from this next break. Yeah.
2: All righty.
0: is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls.
3: By applying the things I've learned to the Parental Power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use
0: Parental Power as Kind of like a reference book. So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of, of topics, the variety of age groups that are
3: addressed. I'm on the Parental Power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day.
1: Let us join your parenting team through Parental Power. Just send an email to dr. Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org all of the previous calls are posted on our blog site where you can also add your own input let's team up to start parenting on purpose this is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com morebetterbooks.com is where you can find
0: more better books for a more better life Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun
4: and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It's certainly
0: changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States, and in Israel, and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on
4: morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose.
1: Tell you what, Dino, I wrote this down because this is just this is a gem. People borrow money they don't have to buy things they don't need to impress people they don't like.
2: <laughs> that, that's that's pretty much a nutshell. Of it.
1: Isn't that a crazy summary of what we do as people? Yeah, people. Yeah. So tell us about cell phone islands.
2: Cell phone, Oh my goodness, cell phone islands. Man, well I never. Down home is down home is, is just as bad as, as as up here too. I might as well tell you, but I've just been. I guess I've more, been more around it since I moved up here. But, man, down home, little eight, nine-year-olds riding the bicycles, toting a cell phone on a two-mile island. I mean, give me a break. You could set up nylon string with two cans and talk to each other <laughs> on a two-mile island. <laughs> right. Riding around with cell phones. And I've, since I've moved over here, man, people, like, years ago, if you'd walk in a, a room, I would say a doctor's office or a waiting room or shoot a restaurant, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you first thing you don't, Hey, if it's, if it's in, in the morning, say good afternoon. Or I mean, you know, good morning or good uh-huh. afternoon. Or Hey, how are you doing? You struck up a conversation. Not today. You walk in, if it's 50 people there, 51 arms on a cell phone. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so you sit down and you pick yours up. You ain't got a thing to do, but you play with it because when you pick up your phone, that's telling everybody around you, leave me alone. You know, I'm doing my own thing. I don't need to talk to you. Uh, I don't want to be bothered. I've got my own life to live. I don't need no help from you, no outside world. Just I'm on my own. I'm, I'm on not, my yeah. own little island. I'm on my own little island. And I've seen, I mean, I've actually seen, I've got the picture right in my mind all oh, as clear as day. I'm walking alongside this dude right up there on Main Street. Me and him come out of, I don't know, some stairwell together or something. And he had his phone in his hand from when we started to walk, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't ring. It didn't vibrate because I heard it. It didn't do nothing. He just automatically just picked it up because me and him was shoulder to shoulder. He felt like he got to say something. But once he picked his, his phone up, that was a, a signal to me like, I'm busy. Leave me alone. Don't even speak to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I see it in the elevator. You walk in the elevator, people pick up the phone, talk in the elevator. But the worst of it, if say me and you was having a conversation, if somebody walked up to us and pulled you away, that's rude. You know, or without mm-hmm. saying excuse me, but me and you'll be talking and my phone will ring or your phone will ring and you'll pick it up and start talking. And it's like, what gives the person more right or privilege to talk to you mm-hmm. on the other end as me and you having the conversation? If that had been done when I was a boy, if I walked up to two adults talking, I would have got my teeth knocked down my throat if I even opened mm-hmm. my mouth.
1: Right. But it, it's considered the, the normal now. You know, Vicky and I have talked about this a little bit. When we go out sometimes for dinner or we go to a movie or something, we'll see other couples that are out. Because I believe that you should maintain your marriage. Yeah, that's we'll a good talk thing about that in a minute too, okay? <laughs> uh, but we'll see other couples, and sometimes one of them will be on the, on the phone. You, yep. they and the, and yep. the other one is just sitting there just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, wondering where they fit in the world. They're waiting for the Esther ring. Or waiting for their string, or sometimes they'll pull theirs out and start playing with it, too. It's insane. It's a way that people have disconnected with each other. Definitely. The tool that we use most to connect is disconnecting us in some important ways. And that's an important thing to watch and to be aware of. You know, sometimes when I do these retreats, you know, that we do couples' right, retreats right. and cruises and things like that. There are times when we've set up these retreats in places where there is no cell phone service. Good. Good purpose <laughs> absolutely yeah people don't know what to do it's it's the idea of disconnect to reconnect um yeah but, but without doubt if um, when
2: i first moved over here i started work because back home being a fisherman the season runs eight months so we spend on average you know close to six months a year out to sea not mm-hmm. all one time you know in three four or five week periods mm-hmm. so but since i've moved over here i'm in the work six days a week and my first job i was a salesman and so i'm on the floor talking with customers and my phone ring i'd look at it see it was my wife ignore but you no know, not being rude it's just what you know i feel rude talking to somebody on my phone when i'm done dealing with a customer so when she used to get mad and i used to tell her i said baby look i can't break away from a customer who i'm talking with and go on the phone and talk with you that just that's real." Well, Nobody shall, no. N- nobody else should come first. I'm like, <laughs> right, and you know that too. Yeah. So we we set up well. If you call like two or three times in, in a row back to back, well, yeah, that's an indication something's wrong. I need a that's an emergency or talk. something. Yeah. But still, it's, man, I've seen it, and whoever listening to this radio, take it in your mind and you listen and look out for it. It's it's more. I mean, it's just obvious everywhere you look, cell phones and everybody's on them and can't even talk. And the mm-hmm. sad part is, like I said, on my blog site. Man, the real estate there is expensive. Because what you're doing is you're separating yourself from everybody else. You saying you don't need no help. Leave me alone. You, we creating this old new like your son's generation and my son's generation. They have their own new language.
1: Mm-hmm. All
2: this texting foolishness with two, three-letter words and <laughs> and man, it's like some Egyptian Morse code or something. And it, I told my boys, because I'm i done have never gotten them a cell phone, but Shireen felt like they needed a cell phone. They're going to school. They're in a new place. If they might get in an emergency, and I told them, I said, the first time you all ever call me on this, if we're in the same house together, under the same roof, or you all send me a text, two things go happen. They probably probably get a, a cut-up, and I'm going to take the phone from them <laughs> that's because that's the generation we bringing up. That uh-huh. They just know communication skills.
1: People just, it's, it, it's a shame. And it's not that there's anything bad about a cell phone or about texting or calling someone. It it all has to do with what are we trying to replace there? Yeah. And if we can use that to enhance our relationships and our ability to, sure. to communicate, then that's one thing. But if it's <clears throat> disconnecting us from the very important relationships that we already have or that we could form if we would just put it down for a while and, and yep. talk to the person in front of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: And that old call waiting, that's one of the biggest cursed tools a phone company ever invented. If I'm having on the phone with somebody and they say, hold on, I'm getting another phone call coming in. When they come back to me, all they go, that's it. Silence. I'm gone. Right. That's fool But what gives them more right coming in on me and you talking on the phone? Somebody call my phone. Hey, hold on, I've got to go back to them. So you got to go back to them. And then you got to tell them that you want a phone call with somebody else. Hold on, I'll call you back. Then you got to jump back.
1: That's hogwash, man. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a little so, foolish, isn't it? That's just so silly. I got another thing I want to have you comment about, and we're just going to pick some topics from from all over the globe here today. Okay, <laughs> give them flowers while they're living. Yeah, that's. Can you talk about that?
2: That's a that's a serious issue, and and that that became more real in my life. Like I, I told you before, when we we met together about um, when. Um, a, a real good friend of mine back on the Bahamas died a few years back, and me and him played in a band together. Older gentleman, you know, mid fifties or maybe even just over sixty, mm-hmm. and I loved him to death. You know, I just but, and we used to play in a band together, and he had art. He had a heart condition, and um, I never did take the time out to you know put my arms around him and let him know you know how much I loved him. You you just mm. go go through life assuming. And you never let the words come out. And so, long story short, he, he was getting worse and worse and worse and going back and forth on the boat. So, I'd only seen him like every two months. So, the, the one trip when I was home getting ready to go, um, they announced in church that he was going to go for more work. You know, I had some testing done, and it weren't no big deal. It was routine. He was been through, it was yeah, been through this just for a while. So, stuff
1: he'd had before.
2: So, I said, okay, partner, I'm going to come down and spend some time with you tomorrow because we going away. And he was going to Miami the next day. Well, got caught up getting supplies for the boat and all that stuff, and I never did go by because he didn't think it was that important. You know, he could be back home after we mm-hmm. we get back, mm-hmm. and he died out to sea mm-hmm. while, while while we we while we was away. And that just when I got the news that night away, I just laid in my bunk and just you know cried my eyes out because I loved him to death, and I never mm-hmm. never you could go to the graveside and talk to that tombstone, or all tell you. You lose your voice. They can't eat. Mm-hmm. And I promised myself then, if you love somebody, let them know. Because when they're dead, you can't, they, can, they, they, they can't eat. And so, mm-hmm. that's why I say, no, it's too late to come to the graveside and throw flowers on top of it. Give them to mm-hmm. them while they're living. In other words, let people know how much they mean to you. It ought not go a day, people who've got children, that they tell their back and forth. Children tell their parents, parents tell their children, I love you. It should come out 50 times a day because if you ever leave your home and you have a fight, there's been a thousand different stories, and I'm sure you know some of them. One, mm. somebody never comes back and mm. they leave this earth on them uncertain on terms in an argument. And you mm-hmm. just, to go through life with that bitterness and that, you know, that through your heart, it just, life's too short for you. And so I made a promise to myself. Anybody in my family, any friend that means anything to me, tell them if you have to tell them every day. Mm -hmm. And so that's give them flowers while they're living. Don't wait till they're dead to throw them on on top of the grave. Don't do them a piece of good.
1: This is such a, a powerful concept. If we would really realize that our relationships are so precious so precious to us. And like you're saying, Dino, sometimes we don't even realize that. That's right. Until we're visiting a grave. Until we're holding <clears throat> a funeral. Too late. And the thing is, we're going to be having funerals either way. People, right. People are coming and going every day in this every world. Day. And nobody gets out of this alive. <laughs> That's right. And so we know that it's going to happen. But what if you lived every day and you handled every relationship in a way that it would be okay? If you were to part tomorrow, you'd feel good. Yep. You'd feel good about where you are, and that's how you're supposed to live. I mean, Jesus says you ain't guaranteed another breath. I was
2: watching just about three days ago in the news. Since I, um, you know, I was getting my breakfast, and it was this. The topic was about the same type thing. This guy had some terminal illness, and he was dying, and he was saying he's just he's got a new lease on life, a new reason to live, and he was like, "Go oh, do so much more." I'm like, I walked away shaking me, I'm like, buddy, you know. The day you're breathing is a miracle. The moment you get out of your bed and your two feet touch the floor, that's a miracle, and it ain't ain't no small miracles. It's all big miracles. The fact that we could walk and talk is a miracle, Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: if you, the fact that you, me and you talking right now, it's 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 just amazing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I could fall down dead now with heart attack. I ain't promised another three seconds. Mm -hmm. And if you grab onto that concept and you live your life that way you'll you won't get you might get angry with people but then you'll make sure you make amends in a heartbeat i mean mm-hmm. you know the bible says don't let the sun go down on your anger and it's a mm-hmm. lot of truth to that because if you live your life that way i say mm-hmm. bitterness and anger is the poison we mix for other people and mm-hmm. we drink ourselves you well, can't go true. through life being angry and bitter at people It'll kill
1: mm-hmm. you You can but it creates all kinds of misery Guaranteed. And and life is to enjoy it is, and I love it. Life is to enjoy, <laughs> and we're gonna enjoy it a little bit more when we come back from this next break.
4: I've got a great idea. This is Shay Larson, ideaorbit.com with the World of Ideas Report. When was the last time you visited a museum, a club, or a theme park and had to get your hand stamped? Have you ever looked down at the stamp and had dollar signs pop in your head? That is exactly what happened to Mike Brown, a 22-year-old from Costa Mesa. He launched a company called Handvertising USA, where X truly marks the spot. His company allows corporations to get their logos onto the rubber stamps used by venues and clubs around the world. Clients spend the whole day or at least a few hours at the venue and will look at the stamp right on their own skin many times. They even have to spend 30 seconds looking at it just to wash it off. It is pretty hard for companies these days to get good advertising impressions, let alone get stamped right on their audiences. Handvertising has gone global and Mike Brown discovered his first million dollar idea. The next time you get a stamp on your hand, know that good ideas are just one thought away. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report
2: wouldn't you
3: like to know you probably can't bear it so I guess I'll have to share it I thought of it a moment ago
1: thank you for joining me for the Live on Purpose Radio Podcast It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team please visit my website drpaul.org to get connected with other tools for you and your family there you will find links to my weekly e-zine, M-Power, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through Dr. Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com. We're having a good time during the breaks too, aren't we, Dino? Oh yeah, good stuff. <laughs> well, welcome back. I can't even remember what we were talking about last time because you just kept on going.
2: I have that effect on people. I make them lose all the train of thought.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, during the break, you kept going with what what you'd started and talking about how it's not about the money, it's not about the job, it's not about the things. Yep. And this is our, th- our theme, I think, so far today. It's all about the people
2: That's
3: all, yep. and, sure. and
1: the relationships you have with them. You know this idea, give them flowers while they're living. You posted that on your blog, and I also did a, a post on my blog, on my Empower blog about that. Got quite a few responses uh, uh, yeah. from people who noticed that. And just the way that that calls to your mind the importance of taking care of what you've got right now yeah
2: I mean a perfect example is um our like our siblings separate from each other just through the course of life. You grew up in one town and you when you get mm-hmm. graduated and married and you move three thousand miles away um back home when when my grandmother died, Mal I think she died about i want to say four years ago, maybe five mm mm-hmm. see there again time goes by so fast mm-hmm. and one of her brothers, my uncle. I've probably seen him twice my whole life because we live on two different islands. I mean, two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he saw his sister. My she was sick with cancer for a while. Like, I mean, you know, bed, like for like three months, four months, and then finally she passed on. But the whole time she was sick. He never come to visit the old, you know. But come for the funeral. Don't come for the funeral. It's, you know, if it's, it's too late then. Mm. So that that that's what we do as people. We think we got to go to people's funerals. And it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, it's well, p- But funerals are for the living. Um, but spend time while they're living. Don't wait till mm-hmm. you got to, you know, you see the obituaries and then you want to go, like people say, pay the respects. Mm-hmm. So we just,
1: yeah, you mm-hmm. need to put what's important. You need to get our priority straight. <laughs> Speaking of priorities, I want to <laughs> shift gears again. And I'd like to talk to you for a little while about marriage. Because I know you got some thoughts about this. Uh, that's a good topic. And you and your your <laughs> wonderful wife, Shireen. Hallelujah. You've been married for how so, long now? I think
2: about 25
1: years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 15. That's your estimate, <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. About 15 years. Yep. You and Shireen, you got a couple of little kids. Yeah. i got four children, and I've got about
2: four crowns in glory waiting for me just for putting up with her for all these years.
1: You have learned something well you get the crown she gets the castle that's what i'm talking about no doubt you've (laughs) learned a few things about what it takes to keep a marriage strong to 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 raise up children just talk about that for a few minutes let's get that started man
2: well i'll tell you one thing i think getting Bill. see back back home on our island we got married young and i got married when i was 19 she was 17 um and shoot and we've been married 15 years made past and before i got married you could count on your two ends all the divorces that ever took place on spanish wells and we got a population of like 12 1500 people people just it i think going going out to sea was it out <laughs> because by the time the couple start fighting the man takes off and goes. take a little break huh? so i think no, no doubt that played a good part in it and so it, it created you always lived on a honeymoon i mean You've been away from your wife for four weeks, that, that first night home?
4: Mm-hmm. Man,
2: China can make all the fireworks in the world. It ain't that good. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what, yeah, if you know what I mean. So that, that creates an atmosphere of want. Like you can't get enough of each other, period. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you do start to have little fights, you're going back out to sea again. But that, I mean, that's, that's the lighter side of it. Um, yeah. and, and true. And uh, like on my blog site, I put in there the key to a successful marriage. And I figured this out. You know, I told you when, when we first started, it's, uh, she's always right. <laughs> Your wife's always right. Okay, so. You,
1: you've got it made. Here's Dino's dime for the, for the day, huh? <laughs> yeah, Some people it. give their two cents, but Dino uh-huh. has a dime every time he speaks. And, and what you've learned is that she's always right. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Well, she thinks she is. So, but no, but all jokes aside,
2: I say, what I, my thoughts on marriage, if. If you do, after you get married, what it took to get married, you'd stay married. We, we Wait a minute. Say that again. If you do, after you got married, what it took to get married, you'd stay married. Before, okay. like when you're dating, it's all lovey-dovey. It's all kisses. It's all sweetie this and honey that. And it's all dates and movies. and You're always quality. looking forward to seeing each other. Yearning. You're, they got a yearning you're dressing passion. Up,
1: you're trying to impress each other. You're doing all exactly. kinds of things, right? And then I think
2: p- people get married for a while and they tend to take each other for granted. And they tend to fall in uh, normalcy, if if that's the right mm-hmm. word. They don't, you know, they don't spend time talking. Communication is key, without doubt. I don't, man, I don't know. It it ain't. If you don't have a good communication in your marriage, from talking about every aspect, from A to then you finished. And if you can't, like you've heard the term forgive and forget. Well, that's impossible. You can't forget. God chooses to forget when He forgives our sins, but you can't forget. But you have to make a choice not to remember. Don't, when, you have mm. a, another, when you're arguing about you burn up the stake, don't bring up the fact that something took place two years ago. If you ever bring arguments, when, when you're having a discussion and uh, an argument, if you ever bring up something that took place in the past, then you've never truly forgiven. And so, and if you can't be open, um, like the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Well, I've seen me. <laughs> I've seen daylight come and catch us many a night. Still <laughs> trying to I'm get still things. Still trying to work it out. out. Well. But I always said if you make it past the first two years, you got to lick. Anybody, I hear these stories about people getting divorced when they're 30, 40 years into marriage. I want to say, thou fools. How could it be? I mean, all that time, like, throw the, just throw it away. Me and mm. Shereen, now we have more fun now. I mean, fun. I'm talking about I'll still be brushing our teeth in the night and just laugh until. You're Ready to fall on, on the floor. Well, most of the time, you're just poking fun at me, but I, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> we
2: have fun. I mean, uh, like, she's down home now for the next four weeks, and so I'm just trying my best to just keep myself occupied and paying hours and all that fun stuff to stay busy. But if and you if you make an effort and you got to make an effort, it ain't in a relationship, it ain't no you don't plateau, you never arrive to the point when everything's gravy, you there's, there's no neutral. It's just like a tide, tide ebbs and flows. And that's how relationships are. You're either going forward or falling back. And if you don't make an effort to keep going forward, if you just get relaxed, and I've seen it in my marriage, I've seen the days when it'll go, I can't remember the last time we had a discussion. And then guess what? Boom, out of nowhere something takes place. Mm -hmm. And if you don't condition yourself and don't condition your mind for when those hard times come, you ain't going to know how to deal with them. So that's why you have to get your communication. You've got to be able to talk. And I think what takes place in a lot of young marriages, they don't be open. They don't be truthful. Truth hurts, but you've got to mm-hmm. get it out and then deal with it. Because if you don't get it out, then how can you work on your problems?
1: And maybe trust each other enough to know that you can have some conflict definitely, without disrupting the whole apple cart.
2: That's, I think, and if you go and in this society that we live in, I mean, you see the divorce rates. It's insane. Um, but if you go into a marriage thinking there's an easy way out, well, guess what? You could find it. But if you go into thinking we're in this for the long haul, because God created a man and a woman. So every man could be the best man in the world, and every woman could be the best man in the world, but it's work. And if you... Um, when I tell people, I'm the, um, I was a piece of coal when we got married, and mm-hmm. now I'm a diamond. And all Shireen will agree with that. I don't know if she ever put up with me when we first got married. I was the coldest odd snake mm-hmm. you've ever come across. No emotion, just flatline. And I see us having a, because a woman is, uh, I don't know how God could create such a special being. Because mm. they ain't like me and you <laughs> no sense of the word
1: you figured that out I huh? figured that
2: much out, and that's true like men from women um women no, from Venus and men from Mars or some other planet because Lord mm. knows I had so much growing to do but you what I've noticed everybody's got their own love language some mm. people it's money buy me a car I'm happiest person in the world some people it's you know it's different things, but mm-hmm. in our relationship it was time
1: mm-hmm Spend, just spending the time T-I-M-E, with each
2: other. T-I-M-E that's it and I look for like since we've been over here we try to and we got so caught up in work because I was working you know not getting on till 9.30 or later and we, I found myself drifting away from her because it's a continual thing you gotta you gotta put each other first and that mm-hmm. that was my biggest obstacle to learn and getting married. And what, what and I, I I'm so I'm still a work in progress. I mean, like the song God's Still Working on Me,
1: <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> he got huh? plenty of work, there. He needs going over that. You know, something you said triggered a thought for me. I, I talk to a lot of couples who are are postponing their happiness. And they do that by saying, Well, once we have that house, yeah, that's then garbage. we'll be happy. Or once I get to this point in my job, then we'll start spending some more time together. Yeah, right. Or after we retire, or after the kids are raised, or whatever. You know, they're, they're always looking for some future thing yep. to happen so that they can be happy.
2: And you know what will happen is they go find that little spark happening somewhere else. Because if you don't show entries in your spouse, somebody else will show entries in them. And they go waver off. That's what happens. And like that old saying, the grass is always greener. I say, that's garbage, man. Fertilize where you are. And yeah. you don't look down the road at the neighbor's grass and lawn. Take care of your own. And, man, like, I, I told my wife since she been down home, I say all the men down home been lusty know you because she looks good. She, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to brag on her, without doubt. And it's, it's, it's just fun. But that's it. You got to flirt with each other. I mean, mm-hmm. I flirt with her more than I did when, when we was dating. You know, you, you just got to make each other. If you make each other feel special and...
1: And but like how you say, you gotta be willing to take um, criticism and. So anyone out there who's listening to this podcast right now could do something today, even within the next half hour, to improve your relationship and to improve your marriage. And it could be just something like what you're saying. Definitely. Do, do whatever it took to get married and you'll stay married is that what you said that's what i'm saying one phone call i mean yesterday
2: i was doing some work in a condo painting and this old country tune came on and i can't remember what it was about i mean the, i know what it's about i mean the song but it was about there should be a whole hall of fame for moms and mm-hmm. an old country tune like back in the 60s and it just i welled up with tears thinking how much i love my mummy so mm-hmm. i picked up the phone and called her down in the Bahamas just to let her know that perfect it's them little things
1: And you can do that today. You you probably had an idea of something that you could do. Follow through on it. Have the guts to follow through on your inspiration. We'll be right back.
3: Hi, this is Jason Adams, one of the co-founders of CashflowParadigm.com. The created cash flow paradigm is a way to help others look at money differently. What are your beliefs about money? Is it good or bad? Many people have beliefs that limit their control over money and don't even realize it. The thing most people don't realize is that their beliefs about money greatly affect the amount of money and prosperity they have. It's all about your paradigm. Come play a fun game with us called Cashflow 101, created by best-selling author Robert Kiyosaki. Come meet new people and check your paradigm as we learn principles that govern our personal and financial lives while having fun together. Currently, we are holding monthly game nights in Provo and St. George, Utah. Go to our website at www.cashflowparadigm.com to register for upcoming events. That's www.cashflowparadigm.com.
0: This is Ross Kellen Moore of Creation Tree Coaching, and I've got two questions for you. Who are you? What do you want? You see, I've figured out that you and I can absolutely create anything that we really want. But to do that, we've got to be absolutely clear on who we really are and what we really want. So what do you want? More financial abundance? More fulfilling relationships? A higher level of health and fitness? How about finding your work that allows you to create massive value for others in the way that you love most? Welcome to Creation Tree Coaching. We are the world's premier provider of abundance, education, and resources. We are here to help you create the life you really love. Begin now at creationtreecoaching.com. Check out our live teleseminar classes and podcasts. Get to know our coaches and schedule a coaching session. Explore training for your business and employees. Welcome to Creation Tree Coaching and a whole new world that you create on purpose.
1: And we're back. Here we are. I think I think we might call this show Dino's Dime today yeah, after your blog. I hope you don't get no hate mail. And I hope so too. <laughs> if I do, I'll just forward it right on to <laughs> yeah, you. Okay, yeah,
2: just send it right on. Maybe.
1: In fact, if you want to comment, you can go to Dino's blog. It's it's uh, Dino's Dime, D i n o s d i m e at no, dinosdime.wordpress.com. Yeah, I think so. that's what it is. Does that sound good to you? So. Dinosdime.wordpress.com. And you can go there and uh, see some of the thoughts that Dino has posted online. You can comment. You can take all your hate mail there. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Take all your hate mail there. <laughs> and I'm got to get back on there. We've been up in Alaska for the last three weeks, and so I'm I'm neglected the site, but it'll be live. I'll be checking it every day from here on out.
1: Well, you just put something on there just recently. In fact, you talked a little bit about some of what we've just covered. In fact, I'm reading right now off of your blog. If you do after you're married what it took to get married, you'll stay married. In fact, I believe it. No excuses. No excuses. No excuses. Just do it. Do what it takes. I believe it. And I have to
2: tell myself that often because I used to, you know, it it's the little things and that I'm that's so we had that cliche so much, but I think that's it now. We as a society we've been bombarded with too much advertising, too much media and but when all the advertising and the media started with all their neat little things way back in the day, it meant something. But now you have so much of it you've just become norm. So when you have somebody say it's the little things that goes right over your head. But it is. Mm-hmm. Every you know, every little drop counts to fill up the gallon and that's just how it goes. Every the little things like I'll just leave a note when you wake if you wake up before your wife that morning leave a little note i love you baby looking forward to coming home blah 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 whatever post it where she'll see mm-hmm. it's, i mean it's just a small thing so, Um, i used to say when, <laughs> when we first got married i used to say shireen used to treat me like a god and people say what they get offended yeah right i say well she did she used to always serve me burnt offerings <laughs> learning how to cook. <laughs> so, but now that, that ain't the case. I'm got, I'm blessed. i uh, yeah. She's she's the best. But you yeah. know what? That
1: reminds me of a uh, t-shirt that uh, we saw when we were on our cruise in the Caribbean last year. And uh, this this very large gentleman was wearing this t-shirt. Did I tell you about this? Uh, no, no. And his t-shirt said, "I have the body of a god." And then on the back, it says, unfortunately, it's Buddha. Oh,
2: (laughs) that's good. That's good. I like that.
1: Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. Do you know? It just reminded me of it when you were saying that. Good day. A good day to be alive. Good day to be alive. Hallelujah. Aren't Mm -hmm. they all? Every one of them.
2: Man, and if you wake up, I don't wake up before my feet touches the floor. I thank the Lord. Thank you for allowing me to get out of bed and my feet can get down and walk and talk. I was in the store uh, two or three days ago, and the cashier was like, "You so just excited? Or, you know, what's it so to be fun about? What? What's the smile in your face?" I'm like, Are "You here? I said, "It's a miracle. It's a, the fact that you could get out of bed. You know how many people bedridden and can't get out of bed, they or, can't
1: get out, and, right? And they
2: don't have a choice in it. And you know how many people would give their everything that they own to be able to walk." Or to and, see, or to, or to right. hear, or and to taste—you got all this blessing, and you here, uh, you know, you don't appreciate it. And she paused for a second. She looked like, like looked around the, the the room, and you know what? You're right. I say, yeah, it's a blessing to be alive, and we just need—if you focus on that more instead of all the, the you know, you got this bill to pay and that bill to pay, you could be dead and gone, and them bills could still keep coming. So enjoy each day that you got, and live every day like a millionaire. <laughs> Mm. I used to do that because Shereen always took care of all the bills. And now that I'm l- looking at them, <laughs> but I'm, I still think of the same way. She used to tell me, Dino, how much in your bank account? I used to say, I don't know. How much be oh so-and-so? I don't know. Well, you need to know. I say, no, I don't. Because once I don't know, then I, I live like I've got a million dollars. But, yeah,
1: don't worry about money, man. So what about, what about all of the hardship that people face? what should they do with it well for me
2: I don't I mean I'm I believe in God I believe in Jesus and I believe that he is he's my all-in-all without doubt I mean I can't walk without him holding my end and that's for me that's how I make it through life that's how I make it through hard times through prayer through through faith and people say well there is no God Well, buddy, it takes a whole lot more faith to believe there is no God than it does for me to believe there is one. Because it's easy for me to look out there and say, God made that, than it is to say some amoeba crawled up out of the deep blue and turned into whatever. It just happened. That takes far more faith to believe. (laughs) I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I've always said, like, in all aspects of my life, because I accepted Jesus when I was a little boy and believed in him my whole life and still do, And I've seen the power of prayer. I've I've seen the power of of faith. And God is real. And He is to me. And I talk to Him every day. And He speaks to me through every area of my life. And it's that still small voice. And so when you you storms are gonna come. You either in a storm now, coming out of a storm, or you're getting ready to go in one. I mean, expected it's coming. I mean, you know, you're gonna go through hard times. So. For me, the only way I get through the hard times is by leaning on Jesus. It's like the old pictures that you've seen, footprints in the sand. Mm-hmm. You'll mm-hmm. see two sets of footprints, and sometimes you only see one. That's the times when, when Jesus carried me on his back, without doubt. And in our relationship, that's why, without a shadow of a doubt, why me and Shreen are still married, because of our faith in God. It's like a pyramid, a triangle. Me and her in both bottom corners and God to the top. And so before we look at each other, we look at him and you look at each other in a different light. Because if Mm -hmm. God could forgive you of everything we've ever done and will do, how can I not forgive her for whatever? And so if you keep that fresh in your mind and you keep that fresh in mind with all relationships, oh, will somebody, you know, rip you off a thousand dollars? I'm going to hate him for the rest of my life. It ain't worth it. Mm. Who's that going to hurt? Yeah, exactly. going to hurt you. And I know I know some people, some real wealthy people, who go through life because if they've been dogged in a business deal, they hate the next person, and it shrivels you up just like a prune. And mm-hmm. so, if you can't forgive them, how can God forgive you? And so, if if you realize what all He's done for you, and you just want to do the same for the next person, and so that that's how I get through. I because I've been through some tough times, without doubt. Um, from natural disasters to you know death in the families to um, I mm-hmm. you know problems with. With uh, my older sister, it's, I mean, it's never ending. And so it ain't like you ain't going to go through our times. You will. It's coming. I mean, it, you could look mm-hmm. for it.
1: That's a given, isn't
2: it's it? That's a given. It's just how are you going to go through those times? I, I always say God allows what you go through. God chooses what you go through, but you choose how you go through it. it could, life could mm-hmm. make you either better or better. It's up mm-hmm. to you to
1: choose it. Better or better. Better or better. hmm So your faith and your positive attitude... That's what helps you to deal yeah, with oh, all yeah. the storms that come. And I love Definitely. the analogy that we talked about earlier because you come from a place in this world where storms are no laughing matter. No, no, no. That's a very serious thing when one of those hurricanes comes through your island system. <clears throat> uh, it, yep. can, it can level a whole community. In and it, it brings to mind what's really important. Yep. But also, the storms are going to come. I like what you said about that. There will be storms for sure. And I've thought about this before, too. You know, if you've got, if you're sitting here in the office, for example, and, and you see that it's starting to rain, that there's a storm that's starting, and you realize that you left your windows unrolled in your car. Right. What should you do?
2: Run out there and screw them up.
1: Just go out there and roll up the windows, <laughs> Right. What good would it do to go out and shake your fist? That ain't going to stop it. At the, at the heavens. <laughs> That's a good analogy. <laughs> Don't you start with yep. me, you know? That's right. And, and insist that the storm doesn't come. Storms are going to come. But there's a lot of benefit to storms, too. Always.
2: Because, uh, without doubt, I think, like, and I never realized this, believe this or not, until two years ago, about two years ago, because I used to, I used to, all, all the time, pray lord give you know give my wife patience with the children because you know children get stressful and i never told her that i prayed that so
1: patience with her husband oh patience with
2: the husband yeah yeah twice patience so this one night when i come home from out to sea i started tell you know i pray for you every day i ask the lord to do this and this and when i mentioned about pray for patience she looked at me like what
0: Says,
2: mm-hmm. said you know you don't pray for patience Cause, do you realize how you get patience? You remember the story of Job. <laughs> you have to go through trials to get patience. I'm like, you know what? I now realize that. But and she's right. You don't. <laughs> I'm patient enough. <laughs> I'm Never pa- mind. That's you said. don't pray for patience no more.
1: <laughs> well, these experiences we have in life is just an opportunity to learn stuff. Yeah, that's true. And it's so tempting sometimes to frame our experiences being bad, right? When really it's just it's difficult. But why would we call it bad when it can bring so many lessons into our Mm. life and things that will enhance our ability to really connect with what's important and especially those five key relationships? We've talked about those before on this show, Dino. You're looking a little bit puzzled, but what are the five? I think I've heard of them. Right. I'm looking at you and thinking, is he going to ask me the five? (laughs) No, I'll say them because I know that you agree with this. We've talked about it before where it's, First and foremost, your relationship with your creator. Right. Second, your relationship with yourself. True. Third, family. And family has a lineup. It goes spouse, children, extended. Definitely. In that order. And then fourth is your relationship with other people, all the people in the world. Right. And uh, fifth is your relationship with things. That's true. Right.
2: And I think that happens, you know, from in multi, I believe you refer to it as multi-family couples or something, When like people bring children, yes, ours, and theirs, you know, or a spouse bring children. Oh, yeah, out. like
1: a blended family. Right, a
2: blended mm-hmm. family. I mm-hmm. think what causes problems from what I see, the little bit I know about it is that the spouse coming in who have got two children, they tend to, well, go, I'm going to put my children first. Mm. No, you got to put that spouse first. Or that you comes first or in, or in the you family. That's probably why... You, there is a blended family in the first place because you didn't put your mm-hmm. first one first oh yeah yes i mean i love my children to death but mama comes first to me and then but it just flows you know if mm-hmm.
1: if, if mama comes first then the rest is in line in line without doubt that's right yes sir dino it's been a thrill to have you on yeah, the man, show it's today been fun it's been a lot of fun <laughs> we're going to be piloting a little segment i think in the future where we'll have some little tidbits of island wisdom if you want to call it that <laughs> yeah, yeah. come in on the I don't know. Oh. on the Dr. Paul show every yeah. once in a while but uh, we'll just kind of watch and see what we can make happen there I want to give people a way to get connected with you we mentioned your blog earlier right yeah um, and that's dinosdime.wordpress.com go to dinosdime.wordpress.com see what Dino's talking about and give your comments oh, yeah. too he loves to get comments don't you
2: I, I, yeah say whatever you gotta say i mean it, it ain't monitored it's but if if you write it, it'll be there and Bring it's it just
1: on. it's just your opinions anyway That's right <laughs> hey everybody's got one everybody's <laughs> got one yours might be worth two cents That's all. this one's worth a dime there you go thanks for being with me dino thanks for having everybody me. go out there and live on purpose